Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey y'all, this is Devin Hassan, sports editor at the Mesquite News and the Violet Lake Short Times, uh, coming to you with some rapid reaction um, from not only my game tonight, uh, but also some thoughts from the other teams around the area. I was out at E.H. Hamby Stadium uh, in Mesquite for a uh, very uh, anticipated game between Horn and Highland Park. Uh, a couple of 1-0 teams that were coming off impressive victories in week one. Uh, Horn uh, went out east to take on a, a Tyler John Tyler team that was then uh, the number six team in Class 5A. And the Jaguars walked out of East Texas with a very impressive 39-7 victory. 39-17 victory, I should say. Uh, well, Highland Park did Highland Park things. And uh, they rallied from a 17-point deficit uh, for a thrilling comeback win. 66-59 over Rockwall, a very, very, very good Rockwall team. Uh, so, you know, there was the stage was kind of set for a shootout here. Uh, that never really materialized. Uh, the number one 5A team, uh, they showed why they're the three-time defending state champions as they pull away for a 55-25 or 52-25 victory. Uh, just, you know, all in all, uh, impressive performance. Um, you know, the 52-25 final score I thought was somewhat misleading. Uh, don't get me wrong. Highland Park was the better team. Uh, they do what state champions do in terms of limiting their mistakes uh, and certainly taking advantage uh, of their opponent's mistakes because they, they did that uh, all game long. And then late in the game, they just step on so they step on the throat, and, and they did that in the fourth quarter to pull away. But I thought during the course of the game, even after Horn fell behind 14 and nothing, I thought they had a couple of chances to really make the game interesting and kind of change the whole complexion of how the, the rest of the night might have gone on. Um, you know, Early in the second quarter, uh, a Nick Garcia interception off of a tipped uh, deflection in the secondary uh, set Horn up in great field position. Uh, they were able to cash in uh, when Davizia Gabriel uh, scored on a two-yard run, and they closed within 21-13. Uh, the defense then steps up, and Horn fo- forces the very rare uh, Highland Park punt, and they get the ball in great field position at their own 45. Uh, they took a couple shots down the field. It was a couple of near misses. Um, you know, they, they took the shots, but um, again, Highland Park was able to hold uh, for three and out, and they went on to uh, dominate the rest of the first half, and, and they led 31-13 at the break. Uh, you know, Horn wasn't quite finished. You know, they come out in the second half with the ball. Uh, you know, they get good field position after a nice kickoff return, and uh, Gabriel, again, uh, you know, under center scrambling. He makes a nice throw to Nikowski Emery uh, on a 55-yard touchdown pass, and that gets him back to within 31-19. Uh, Highland Park, you know, threatens to extend that lead, but a, a nice read by Kedron Walker uh, near the end zone. He intercepts the pass and gets a nice return. On that return, though, there was a, a penalty, and, and that pinned them back, and, and they really had to kind of limit what they could do. They ultimately have to punt, and then Highland Park defense just, in offense for that matter, they just kind of wore them down from there and, and pulled away. Uh, you know, I think if, if they could have capitalized on either of those chances to draw really close, uh, you know, the first being a chance to either tie it if they score a touchdown and go on the two-point conversion, or even just close the gap a little, um, 
I thought that would have made a difference. And certainly uh, on that second one, if they could have marched down the field, kind of capitalized on that momentum from that opening uh, drive on the second half and made it a one-score drive, uh, you know, I think it could have been a different game. But, you know, again, this is why Holland Park ever loses, you know, hardly ever loses. That's just, you know, they're, they're able, anytime that they're, they're threatened, they rise to the occasion. And that's why they've now won 33 games in a row. And that's the longest winning streak uh, in the state of Texas. So, uh, you know, as, as far as Horn's concerned, there were positives. Uh, the defense, I thought, was able to do a lot of good things uh, against one of the best offenses in the state. Uh, they were able to do what uh, a lot of teams can, and that's get some pressure on, on, on Highland Park quarterback Chandler Morris. They, they forced a pair of interceptions, um, you know, on the ground. They allowed just over four yards per carry. Uh, a lot of those came on a couple of big runs. Uh, you know, offensively, I think Horn is going to be scary through the air. Uh, you know, Gabriel, uh, it's just his second start uh, at the varsity level. He missed a couple throws, uh, you know, and a lot of that had to do with Highland Park pressure. He was he was kind of running a lot of the night. But when you have guys like Nikowski Emery, uh, Cameron Jackson, who had a great a great first half, especially with five catches for more than 100 yards, Donovan Payne, Braylon Monroe, uh, Ben Wyatt, they all showed the ability to get open downfield. And uh, once they get on the same page and once they're firing, uh, firing on all cylinders, they're going to be really, really hard to stop. You know, talking with uh, head coach Chris Hudler after the game, you know, he said it was a learning experience. They obviously aren't where they want to be. But there's, there's encouraging things to take out of a game when you play a three-time, uh, three-time state champion. And even though the score ended up what it was, they were evenly matched for a lot of the night. And I think uh, just like playing John Tyler last week and, and defeating them, you know, Horn uh, showed that they have the ability, the talent uh, to, to hang with some of the best teams in the state. It's just a matter of putting it together as the season goes on. And I'm really interested to see, you know, how this Horn team progresses as the, as the year goes on. Um, you know, kind of looking around uh, the rest of the area, we'll, we'll stick with 11 6 since uh, th- that was uh, uh, with Horn. Uh, North Mesquite with a, a very nice win uh, on homecoming night, a very, very early homecoming night, which seems odd to me on September 7th. But um, they get a 33-14 victory over Lakeview, a game I was able to pay a little bit of attention to since they had the feed running over uh, across the way at Hanby. Uh, this is a game North Mesquite uh, dominated uh, for the most part. They led 26-0 in the third quarter, uh, gave up a couple scores late, uh, albeit uh, Kamar Wheaton, the star running back from Lakeview, did not play tonight. Uh, but I thought the defense did a really good job uh, just kind of looking over some of the numbers. Uh, Samuel Inyang, uh, the out, uh, their actually standout defensive back the last couple of years has been moved to offense and for the second straight week he produces he rushes for 139 yards and three touchdowns including an 81 yarder uh kamari thompson uh at quarterback threw a touchdown pass and rushed for 60 yards so he was very effective uh you know you know on the ground um torian smith had an interception return for a touchdown in the first half that really set the stage so um you know north first win of the season they had a tough loss to arlington sam houston um last Friday so you know they're one and one and you know at at this point in time in their second year under head coach Tim Cedar every victory is going to build confidence and and they can kind of they certainly can take this away because I I believe Lakeview is a contender to win the 10-6-8 championship uh, when they're at full strength so uh, a very nice win for them Uh, the one game we had last night saw Mesquite uh, defeat Grand Prairie 37-9 defense was again the story uh, a week after allowing Lake Highlands just Two field goals uh, in a convincing 21-6 victory. They uh, they surrendered just uh, basically a little more than 200 yards, nearly half of which came on one play, uh, which was the only uh, touchdown they allowed. As I thought was going to happen, the offense got going. 
uh, after not, uh, not I guess, performing up to expectation a week ago. Uh, Ladarius Turner, uh, their outstanding running back, he averaged better than 10 yards a carry. He scores three touchdowns. Uh, also, nice job on the, uh, on the ground from Jacob Fields, um, who, who scored a touchdown, uh, averaged over 10 yards uh, per carry himself, and he could emerge as a very nice complement in the backfield. Uh, KB Frazier rushed for a score, um, and, and he and Jadarian Smith didn't have their number called much. But when they're ready to open it up uh, with quarterback Dylan Hilliard, uh, McGill, uh, I think those guys are going to be ready. And uh, certainly by the time district play rolls around, uh, they'll have that passing game ready to go. Moving on to 10-6-A real quick. Um, not such a good night uh, for the 10 6 teams in our coverage area. Uh, you know, Saxy with a heart. I, I, you know, they played U.S. Trinity once again in the Cotton Bowl prep uh, showcase. I thought it was going to be another defensive uh, kind of battle, just kind of as it was last year when Trinity was able to pull out a 20-14 to victory. And it was. Uh, U.S. Trinity was able to hold on 21-19. You know, Saxy, uh, you know, they showed their perseverance. They were down twice by 11. Uh, you know, they, they cut it to, to cut the lead on a 15-yard touchdown pass from Parker Wells to Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Henderson early in the third quarter. Um, you know, Trinity responded, uh, got back up 21-10. to 10. You know, Saxy had their chance. They got a field goal from Alex Diaz, uh, forced a turnover on downs uh, late, which led to a, uh, from a, to a 21-yard touchdown pass from, from Wells to Jordan Neighbors, uh, their, their blossoming sophomore. Uh, they had a chance to tie it, but the two-point conversion came up close. So a tough 21-19 loss, but against, against a very good Trinity team. And, and, and Saxy, just like they did last year, they were able to you know, pull positives from that game. And, and build toward the future. Uh, Rowlett, uh, not quite as fortunate. They run into the Rockwall team I mentioned before, uh, maybe the best offense in the state, and Rockwall is able to run away with a 50-7 victory. Uh, they open up a 36-0 game at uh, lead at halftime. And, and Rockwall's just got that video game offense under head coach Rodney Webb. You know, I saw him do it at Horn, where they just put up ridiculous numbers and broke every record in the book, and they're doing the same thing, uh, you know, over at Rockwall. Uh, Braden Locke, the sophomore, uh, you know, second game, he, he throw, after throwing for more than 500 yards in his first game against Highland Park, he goes for 382 yards and, and, and five touchdowns. Uh, Jackson Smith and Najiba, uh, who I say, they're outstanding receiver, who I say is the best player in the state. Um, he has four catches for 91 yards and a couple touchdowns, but he didn't have the biggest night as wide receiver as J.J. Williams caught four passes for 163 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, that's just so tough to contend with uh, for, a, for a Rowlett defense that's still trying to find some guys to step in. Uh, you know, Alex Rout had an efficient night at quarterback for Rowlett, completing 61% of his passes for 160 yards. You know, he rushes for about 65 yards. He got a 25-yard touchdown uh, to get him on the board. But, you know, this is a Rowlett team that's still testing themselves. They still have a lot to, uh, to kind of put together, but uh, they're going to have to do it in a hurry with only one more non-district game before the 10-6A slate uh, begins. Uh, shifting gears to 7-5A Division One. Um, Poteet and West Mesquite both come up short tonight. Uh, Poteet uh, suffers a 53-46 loss to Waxahachie. Uh, certainly a game that they're going to look back on and think they should have won. They were up 39-17 in the third quarter, uh, and they just couldn't hold on to the lead. Uh, but there were positives. Uh, you know, Stephen Fink in his first uh, start at quarterback threw for 359 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, Tristan Golightly uh, on the outside had over 100 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Jalen Graham did the same with over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Uh, Seth McGowan there, outstanding running back, had a 60-yard touchdown catch. 
uh, for a score to go along with the 100-yard night um, on the ground. But the Oklahoma commit was not even their leading rusher, as Xavier Jeans had 131 yards and a score. So that may bode well for the future in terms of, um, you know, other guys stepping up around Seth McGowan, who everybody knew was going to be the focal point coming in. It seems like the fi- offensive firepower is there, uh, as we saw tonight. Uh, there's still some things to shore up, you know, in other areas, but they still have time to do it. And I, I fully believe Pote is still going to be uh, not a, just in the in the playoff hunt, but in the hunt for the district title when it's all said and done. Uh, West Mesquite uh, is somewhat of a night to forget in terms of the final score. They lose to Lancaster, 64 to 20. They were down 27 nothing at the end of the first quarter, 43-14 at halftime. But get this, they give up three defensive scores, a kickoff return for a touchdown, and a punt return for a touchdown. And I don't care how good a team you are, that is impossible to overcome. I mean, that is basically 35 points right there that the defense and special teams of the other team, uh, you know, scores. So, uh, you know, that was just too much to overcome. Uh, you look as you know, Ty Jordan kind of did his Ty Jordan thing. He got a 42-yard touchdown pass from Kevin Jennings, had a 75-yard uh, punt return. Uh, but, you know, five turnovers and all those big plays is just too much to overcome. So Westmouth Heat will, will turn the page and, and, you know, work on getting, you know, getting better, much like they did last week in, the, in their loss against Hutto and getting ready for the start of district season. Um, and then in a couple of uh, other bright spots in our area, uh, not really unexpected things because uh, we kind of expected these blowouts. But Sunnyvale takes care of Van Alstine in the 52-13 route. Uh, very methodical. They didn't need quarterback Tripp McKay to do too much. Uh, they'll wait for that for later games and showdowns. Uh, Devin Sterling, their outstanding linebacker, who also plays a role on offense. He rushed for three touchdowns. Alex Luna had nearly 100 yards on the ground, had a pair of scores. And, and the only score in the defense really allowed was well after the game was in hand. So, you know, Sunnyvale took care of business. As, as did Dallas Christian at the, at the private school level, albeit they played a public school. They went 45-6 to six over Brian Adams. The surprising thing tonight, though, was this has been an offense that's been geared around T.J. King in the ground game. Uh, tonight, they did it through the air. Uh, Zach Hayland with five touchdown passes and even threw in a scoring run for good measure uh, through two to Peter uh, Peyton Beasley. Uh, one each to Parker Robertson, uh, Justin Vaught, and Tommy Gilgrith. And the defense uh, for the second straight week, one week after shutting out Houston Westbury Christian, they allowed less than 100 yards and, and zero points as the only points that Brian Adams scored came out of fumble returns. So uh, those two teams seem to be rolling along. They're not going to be tested, uh, I don't think, till district play. So, um, anyway, all in all, it's, it's, it's only week two, so you're going to have mixed results. Uh, even with the wins, you're going to see some negatives, and with the losses, you're going to see some positives. So that's what we saw tonight uh, from teams here in the Northeast Dallas County coverage area. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, this is Devin Hassan with Star Local Media. We'll be back next week with some more rapid reaction on week three. We'll talk to you then. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait?
Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.